Yo, 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 what up everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the In Conversation podcast with your host, Andrew Cervantes. Some of you may know me as Michael, some of you may know me as Andrew, some of you may know me as Drew, some of you may even know me as Mike. I don't don't like to be called Mike, but shit, I mean, whatever, you know, floats your boat. (laughs) What up everyone? Welcome, you know, to a brand new episode of the show. Today we got a whole lot of things to talk about. Um, First and foremost, uh... If you guys haven't seen, we have a new logo of the podcast. Um, shout out to the artist that made it for me. Um, it, uh, I got it done by an artist. I paid, I think it was like 50 bucks, nothing crazy, but I'm really, really glad, you know, the way it came out. Also, shout out to my boy Carlos for, you know, helping me brainstorm it or chop it up and, um, you know, kind of break it down the ideas and, you know, just the San Francisco skyline being in the back with the Golden Gate Bridge in the back. And I kind of wanted to have like... Well, I really wanted to brand myself, right? And I, I wanted to, like, you know, have the signature look because I'm always wearing, I'm always wearing baseball caps, and they're always backwards. Uh, I feel like I'm always wearing crew necks too, so, you know, I just kind of went with like my go-to look, and I kind of, you know, just wanted to put it on the logo, so, so you know, so I could brown my, brand, brand myself. But you know, it's pretty dope. Uh, let me know what you guys think about it. Uh, you know, leave a five-star review, whatever. <laughs> you guys already know. But without further ado. Let's just hop right into the topics. The first one, well, actually, I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this. The first one, we're going to come back to this because this is a very trendy, uh, sensitive topic. I was going to talk about um, Spider-Man, the new the new uh, movie, No Way Home. I actually watched it last night um, at the midnight premiere. I went and watched it at like nine o'clock. Uh, let me just say, without no spoilers, it was a hell of a movie. A great, great great movie and i recommend watching um all the spider-mans you know just so it makes sense or whatever you know with all these villains and stuff and uh i am gonna get into the details and at the end of the episode the very very last topic of this episode is gonna be the spider-man and it is gonna have spoilers so i'm saving that for the very very end and i'll warn you guys you know before i talk about it it's just so you know if you haven't watched it yet uh, i won't spoil it for you i'll tell you you know this is you know like spoilers ahead basically but uh first i want to talk about uh christmas shopping man i recently um not too long ago i went christmas shopping with my cousin josh uh he's actually gonna be on the podcast um actually shout out josh today is josh's birthday it's my cousin it's like my brother i love you bro it is december 17th uh the time of this recording is 109 i already called you i told you happy birthday happy 22nd birthday I definitely got to live it up and celebrate with him. Um, we're supposed to go to Vegas next year for my 21st birthday. Well, I think I'm supposed to go with some family. So that'll be uh, definitely a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, man, shout out shout out my cousin Josh. Uh, happy birthday, bro. Um, but last weekend, I went to the mall um, in Roseville. I went to the Roseville Galleria, um, did some Christmas shopping. As soon as I walked in, man, it was so packed. Uh, my anxiety started kicking in, honestly, like, you know, thank God I was able to get a grip of it, but I, uh, I walked in, and it was just so packed, man, like, way too packed, like, it wasn't even comfortable, you know, it was almost, like, claustrophobic, like, and I don't know, man, it just, I didn't like it, I went, you know, uh, just shopped around, got some gift ideas, I, I really didn't buy anything, because, I mean, damn, bro, that place is, the mall is just so expensive, you know what I mean? Like, in this Christmas time, like, 
I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if if you guys been doing your Christmas shopping as well. You guys been spending, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure everyone feels it. Like, De- December is just an expensive month in general, you know, trying to look out for your people or whatever. But, you know, uh, I really had no clue what to get my family. Uh, I did some shopping. You know, honestly, I did some window shopping, got some ideas. And it's funny because I found some of the same stuff, like, in the mall on Amazon. And I literally just bought it, like, on the spot. And, you know, I, I have Amazon Prime, so that's super clutch. And you, you see some of these, like, items, you know, like, in the mall, like, on the shelves. And then you see them on Amazon. And sometimes they'll be, like, like 10 to 20 bucks cheaper. You know what I mean? And all I got to do is wait, like, a day or two for it to come in the mail. Especially, like, you know, with Prime. So, that's, you know, that's almost like a shortcut for you guys. Like, I wouldn't recommend just going to the mall and, like, kind of just spending all this money and almost, like, living out of your means type of thing. Because the mall is expensive, man. It's hella expensive. So, you know, if you before you buy something, I would highly suggest you guys uh, just go on Amazon. Give, like, you know, look it up and just see if it's there for cheaper, you know. Um, subscribe to Amazon Prime. Honestly, I think it's worth it if you do any type of online shopping or just shopping in general. I really do think you'll save a lot of money. Like, really, honestly. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I suggest that. But yeah, we we go to the mall, you know, browse at some sports stuff. I don't want to say that like what I or like yeah, I really what I got for my Christmas gifts, because my family's probably gonna listen to this. I'm not 100% sure though, but it's not worth it. <laughs> but I did get some um dope, meaningful gifts. The the whole thing with this year's Christmas, I was trying to um do. I wasn't trying to spend, you know, a lot, a lot of money. And it wasn't because I was trying to be stingy or anything like that. I just really wanted it to come from, like, the heart. Like, you know, I I mean, I really, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just put a lot of thought into it. You know what I mean? And, and, like, to put a lot of thought into a gift, you know, it doesn't require a lot of money. And the gifts I've received, like, in the past... Uh, it, it always is the most thoughtful ones, you know, that mean the most. And it's never really about, like, you know, the price or, like, the status of a, a, a gift, you know what I mean? Like, for example, like, if you get an Xbox, you know, that'd be lit and shit. I mean, I guess it depends on every person, but if you get an Xbox, you, uh, you know, but, like, say you get, like, a, I don't know, you get, like, a necklace with, like, your grandma's, like, name or, like, some type of thing that resembles her or, like, say she has a passed away or whatever, like, you know, that is going to mean a lot more to you than that xbox and it just has like a better like feeling like you know and warmth like in your heart you know so that's that's really what i was trying to target for this year's christmas and i think i i i did a pretty good job you know at that i i think i hit it pretty nail on like i'm just gonna try to get better obviously every christmas but this is like my first year ever christmas shopping where i'm like official official like okay let's get this get this you know like actually serious legit trying to get some cool stuff, but it was pretty successful, you know, um, I wouldn't say I'm 110% done, I know Christmas is in less than a week, uh, but, you know, I don't know, man, it, it, Christmas shopping, it's, it's, it's a lot of stress, like, you know, especially when you're busy with all this stuff, and, you know, just, I don't know, man, it, I guess it's adulting, right, I'm just getting used to it, I think a lot of us are, well, at least, I think the majority of my audience is, I would assume, around my age or they just you know relate to stuff i don't know i do i really have no idea of what my or what age or you know gender majority listens to my audio or my um podcast but you know i don't know man it's fuck i just i just got brain tracked i'm sorry about that man <laughs> this always happens on the podcast but it's staying in you know it's all raw and unfiltered you already know but 
yeah the roseville gallery was cool we were in the parking uh we were in the parking lot for man how long we're in the parking lot for no cap we were probably in the parking lot like 20 to 25 minutes just trying to find a parking space and there was traffic all the way into the street and it was just chaotic they had like crossing guards and that was the first time i've ever seen a mall with like legit crossing guards like it's pretty crazy like literally people directing traffic and all this stuff you know that's how you know it's chaotic as hell and and i don't remember christmas shopping being like this packed in the past like i don't know if it's because the pandemic or something but it was it was crazy man like you know i mean it was fun but damn like you guys i i, I know i've talked about on the um podcast before is that my anxiety has been tripping but you know like i don't know man i was happy that i was able to get a control of it you know and just kind of focused on the thing like i walked in the mall with the task like okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna find a gift or i'm gonna find gift ideas and you know i'm not really gonna i'm not really here to like fuck around i kind of just like browse you know what i mean like or almost just like a hangout i was really there to do a task and you know fulfill that and then bounce up out of there and then go somewhere else but yeah went to the mall it was pretty cool we're, we weren't there for that long probably like maybe like i don't know probably like two hours absolute max it wasn't that bad we walked the whole thing um and it was it was dope man um we came back home hung out with my boy matthew matthew and jim you know they both been on the show uh hung out with them just played some madden played some 2k my boy jim actually (laughs) dropped my my cousin josh in 2k which is pretty crazy it was neck and neck bro but you know it was (laughs) it was just good times you know just hung out you know having like some guy talk whatever it was chill and then we um the next day really just stayed home all day watched some niner football you guys already know the niners man we balled out against the Bengals. it was an overtime win man that I thought when Robbie Gold missed the game-winning field goal, man, dude, my heart sunk. That shit sucked. <laughs> but I still had confidence, you know, in in the team. Like, the team was just, I don't know, man. It was just like a, like, sometimes, I don't know if I'm weird or nothing, but sometimes I just get the vibe where I'm like, no, we're going to win. Like, I could just feel it, you know what I mean? And And that's the feeling I had. I was just like, no, like, I'm going to, like, we're going to win this, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if maybe call me crazy call me not I don't know what the hell it was but yeah I felt like we were gonna win Kittle with the absolute like dagger catch it shit was crazy and then Brandon Ayuk with the game-winning touchdown Garoppolo with the game-winning drive first of all like when the hell does Garoppolo ever ever do that like you know he's been balling out for real I've even seen some Niner fans being like oh shit like maybe we should keep him next year you know what I'm saying like I don't know. I still say let him go. Use him as trade bait. If anything, just use all these statistics and all these facts. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, just the fact that he's playing really good. Use it as a, you know, bait really. And tell him that he's, like, you know, he's he's balling out. Look at his stats last season. He's still worth something. And then get something out of him while we can, right? Like a draft pick or something because we have no fucking draft picks for a minute (laughs) because of the whole Trey Lance thing and trading up. But yeah, man, uh, I was just proud of the whole team in general. You know, a Niner win. It's always just a good feeling. This week we play the, uh, I believe, yeah, it's the Falcons at 105. That'll be dope. Thank God I, I will be watching that. I'm not going to be at work. I'm actually super hyped for that. Uh, tomorrow is actually the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight, which I don't care if this sounds cringe or not. I've watched every single one of Jake Paul's fights, legit. I think the kid's a hell of a promoter. I think he's a hell of a um, hard worker. <clears throat> and the reason... 
The reason I like him is because he has done really the unthinkable or the unimaginable. Him and his brother are literally setting, they're setting a wave, you know, or they're setting uh, their own tone and making their own lane, you know, and a whole bunch of stuff that people would have never thought they would have done this. Like, who the fuck would have thought Jake Paul was going to be a serious boxer and, like, find, like, a, a UFC fighter like Tyron Woodley, right? They're just going to laugh. They're just going to laugh and, you know, just fucking hate on the guys but oh you can't do this you can't do that you know but i think that's where people get it wrong because people like jake paul you know i almost feel like i could see some similarities with like me and him well just like the hard work you know like as as much as people want to laugh like the shit's not funny you know the guy is making a lot of fucking money while people your average joe's like this fucking kid whatever he's cheating this and that and this has he talked a lot of shit yeah he has talked a lot of shit and i honestly think he's crossed or he's talked way too much shit i honestly think you know he's crossed the line and karma's gonna catch up to him i think he's gonna get knocked out like really bad eventually because he's talked about people's moms and trolling in this yeah he has got you know he's got a lot better at that and like not disrespecting but i i think it, it's it's been said it's been done and karma's waiting for him and it's waiting for him to get to a higher level waiting for him to get to a higher level but you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's it's yet, you know? And at the end of the day, I feel like even if he does take that loss, he I feel like he's just going to bounce back and, you know, rebound better and live and learn, you know, like you're supposed to do like a real fighter. But I do think he's going to take a hard loss. I remember um, Mayweather actually said this, I think it was in like a Showtime interview or something like that. He always said that, I believe if I was such a bad person, I would have took a loss, a hard loss. And I've always believed that, too, because Mayweather's another person. I mean, he he actually talked a whole lot of shit, too. And his was pretty disrespectful. But the thing with Mayweather is he also works extremely hard. Like, I'm a huge Mayweather fan, right? And, like, you can't even hate on the guy because if you really do your research on him, man, there's a reason this dude is at the top. You know what I'm saying? He's talented. And he's very, 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 very hardworking. You know, like, these guys don't get to where they're at for no reason. And I'm just the type where, I don't know, I just kind of see it and you, you take inspiration, you know. It's like, I don't know, I, I could take that and I can kind of, like, mold it and craft it in, you know, into my own way and then use motivation from that. And the fact that Jake Paul went from a content creator to, like, a, you know, a, a boxer, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just expanding in all these lanes, which is so cool to me. You know, and that's something I kind of want to do eventually. Like, I'm not saying I want to be a boxer or anything. I'm just saying that, in order, like, you know, why do we have to stay tied down to, like, one thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can be whatever the hell you want to be. Like, nothing is going to stop you, you know? So, like, I, I just feel like he's, he's you know, he's paving the way for all these young kids eventually. Like, you can literally do anything you want to. And he's really helping the boxing community as much as people want to say it. All right, and not admit it, this guy is bringing a lot of attention to boxing. And the fact that he's raising all this fighter pay and bringing attention to how the UFC fighters are paid, like, you know, not shit, but they're paid, you know, below, I want I don't want, I mean, they're still paid a lot of money, right? But compared to, compared to boxers, UFC, my, UFC fighters make a lot less. And I don't know the details on, you know, fighter pay or whatever, but... Or I don't know the details and how UFC really like runs, you know, they're they're like are the contracts and runs the league almost. But I know they do have a lot of fighters, right? Um, Showtime, you know, are the promotions that pay these fighters. I would assume like, you know, there's not as much fighters on cards that you don't have to pay as much. I don't even know if this is making sense. 
but you know, I just feel like it's two ass, two different ass lanes. But the fact that Jake Paul is bringing attention and light to the fighter pay is cool, and I think that's something that Tyron Woodley, at the end of the day, someone that is you know an entertainer, at the end of the day, I think he could agree with that too. Because probably like in the UFC, you know, I I was making good money, but like shit i'm not making more than 10 million dollars you know what i'm saying like like some of these other fighters that are headlining shit like canelo or you know like mcgregor or whatever that are making like hundreds of millions off of this shit so you know i think that's 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 something they could both agree in and you know it's like almost like the common factor between both of them and has it gives them mutual respect between them is fighter pay and how he's like doing the boxing for bullies and standing up for bullies you know like people people don't pay attention to that but he's actually trying to bring you know like attention to it and bring like you know he's trying to pave the way and the fact that you know the majority of fans you could say are probably honestly kids really you know how much kids are going to be fans of boxing now because of fucking jake paul a lot like a lot a lot you know and you know the sport of boxing was dying like it really was the only boxer out there that is like really well-known superstar status where people where if people don't know shit about boxing only know one boxer was canelo canelo alvarez that's it that's literally it you can't go and say like uh kayla plan or you can't say are all, all these other random ass you know fighters or whatever like danny garcia and stuff like you know people people don't really know those people you know like they're good fighters and they're talented fighters but we're talking superstar status where everyone like you know your average joe even knows who these fighters are you know what i'm saying and i almost feel like you know jake paul is already more popular than a lot of these fucking boxers you know and there's no disrespect i mean i could see where the the fighters are like oh he's coming in my lane you know he's fucking doing this and he's cheating his way to the top well like at the end of the day it's a business you know what i'm saying and it's a business move he has clout you know a lot of people know him of course they're gonna want you know they they want to see him get his ass beat if we're being honest people want to see jake paul get knocked the fuck out because he talks a lot of shit you know what i'm saying like i don't know man i i really do think it's it's a persona at the end of the day like who wants to see these no-name people fight versus these people that everyone knows fight like you know it, it really does matter about your clout like as much as it sucks to say and you could you could get you know to the top with working hard of course you can you know i'm not bashing on that i just i'm just saying i think it helps when you have some type of clout or you're different in some type of way you know what i mean like the fact that jake paul be doing all this shit the fact that he came out with a um like a ski mask or how he has like he just fucking showed his own belt like most valuable boxer would like I don't even know what watch was in. It was like a Rolex or like a Cartier, like all iced out with like a Birkin bag. And, you know, it was all this crazy shit. And it's a belt that looks different. You know what I mean? Like, it's little shit like that that, you know, brings attention to it. Like, he, he has you where you fucking, where he wants you. He really does. As much as, you know, you don't want to admit it, he has you where you want it. Now you're hooked and you want to watch. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, a lot of people aren't ready for that conversation. But yeah, man, respect to both of those brothers. The fact that Logan could even fight Mayweather is fucking crazy. Makes no sense, but it makes total sense at the same time. You know, shout out to both of those brothers. They have my support. They're extremely hardworking. You know, they're setting the way for all these other kids. Shout out to the Paul brothers, man. As you know, I know they have hella haters, but they are paving their own way. Utmost respect. And, you know, I honestly don't know who's going to win. I honestly have a feeling that tyron woodley is going to win the, the second fight i really do it depends though like this fight man it's always so tricky you really don't know because like jake paul is 
he, I mean, he only has so much experience in the ring, right? He's still not even that experienced. And Tyron Woodley, he really doesn't even have that much experience in a boxing ring neither. Yeah, he has hell experience in UFC, but boxing and UFC are, comp- you know, they're different. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that or Jake Paul's been, like, practicing, practicing, practicing boxing for years and, you know, mastering that craft is a huge advantage over Tyron Woodley. You know, he, he hasn't been boxing as long. Yeah, he could, you know, he's been training MMA, but two completely different lanes, two completely different lanes. I'm calling my prediction right now. I think Tyron Woodley is going to win, but I also, I have to see the body language, man. <laughs> I got to see it. Like, I feel like that's a, that's a huge thing. And the fact that, you know, I didn't really see Tyron, like, stunned, like, dramatically in the last fight. People were saying, like, oh, like, he, he would have fell, but nah, man, I, I didn't I didn't see it in the last fight. What I did see was Jake Paul get fucking hit and rocked and to the point where he was stumbling on the ropes. And I honestly think that, you know, Jake Paul, I don't think he's been hit in the head or in the face as hard, like, from a legit fighter, you know what I'm saying? Like, an actual, actual boxer, he could say he's been sparring, this and that. No, like, I think it's different, right? But, I mean, who who the hell am I, right? I'm not a fucking boxer. It's just my opinion. <laughs> but I do watch a lot of fuck. I do watch a lot of boxing fights and all this stuff. And I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but, you know, I, I know my craft or whatever. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I think my boy Matthew, my boy Matthew's supposed to pull up, supposed to watch that. Probably barbecue or something like that. And, uh, yeah, man, maybe you put some money on it. Uh, I know I've actually won <laughs> I, I've actually won uh, a, a decent amount of money betting on Jake Paul for the uh, all his fights so that's what's up I bet on the Ben Askren and the, actually the Nate Robinson one and man bro when Nate Robinson went down oh man like I knew I won my bet immediately I was fucking hyped it was lit you know what I'm saying it was it was a cool vibe all over I, I don't know it was it was <laughs> it was funny poor Nate Robinson bro guys oh, man poor fucking guy I swear but other than that man i'm gonna take a quick break and uh yeah man we'll we'll get into some uh other topics and uh, i'll be right back Alright, so, on to another topic, I want to talk about, this is all, This is for all my students out there, all the college students, you know, even high school students, if you listen to this, we're going to talk about finals, um, it is finals week for me, or it was, uh, I'm glad to say that I am done with my finals, uh, one of them did not go as I expected, which sucked, you know, honestly, but, um, yeah, if I don't think I've told you guys, but I'm only taking three classes right now. That's it. Um, I'm not a full-time student, and that's just because I didn't want to hop in full-time and this and that. And, like, while, I don't know, man, like, I didn't pay attention really in high school, which honestly affected me. And motherfuckers could be like, oh, this excuse, this and that, and whatever, whatever, talking all, uh, out of your ass or whatever. But, nah, I really needed this time to, to actually build up like my student habits and just get a feeling of like for school as much like and you know and kind of just see what it's like before like just going 110 percent in school and now I, you know i'm happy that I, you know it's, it was only what three classes so i mean fucking 
I, it was enough for me, you know. But I am going to be a full-time student starting next semester, and I'm going to be full-time the rest of my college, um, you know, time or whatever. But I have, I had an English final, I had a public speaking final, and I had a fashion final. English, I passed, um, you know, no problem. Uh, public speaking, I passed, no problem. And actually, the class I failed was literally fashion and um you know it's almost embarrassing to say this in a microphone and to talk this on a podcast but you know i'm just gonna be 100 percent real with you guys you know um i failed my uh fashion final and it sucked you know i i don't i mean who likes to fail you know like i hate the fact that i have to rely on someone you know to approve me i don't know i think that's just me and like my mindset i guess like you know but it's just like that in this this country you know just with school and all that like you know i'm i'm not like trying to be anti-ass you know professor or whatever um do i like school honestly i don't like it a lot i'm doing it you know just so i can it's really like a challenge to me that i want to overcome all the people i look up to you know as much as people these people could be like entrepreneurs or whatever and you know a lot of them didn't you know go to school i don't want to take that route and just be like drop out and go figure that shit out myself you know like oh no fuck that i don't need school i could figure it out myself like no school helps a lot i believe i think it really does you know, I know some people, I think everyone has a different experience with school. Some people will actually use their degrees and some people will never even use them at all. But I think I'm passionate. Honestly, I do. I really do think I'm passionate about business. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to learn about it. So I really do want to overcome, you know, like this obstacle of school. Like it's only a couple years of, you know, sacrificing. But, you know, I mean... It's, it's hard, you know, I, I feel all, you know, all my fellow students, this shit is, it's a hard, you know, and, you know, for, to, to finish school like this, you know, I don't know, like, it's very hard, it's challenging, especially when you come from, you know, like, immigrant families or people that did not have the tools or, like, say, you, like, having, like, a tutor or, like, you know, parents that have gone to school and done this, you know, that shit helps so much. I swear to God that shit helps so much. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I'm too, or you're taking the easier way out, you know, like, if anything, like, no, that's good that you guys have help, but not everyone has those tools, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to make it seem, sound like I'm making excuses because I'm gonna go get it, like, regardless, you know, but... <laughs> But, I mean, fuck, man. It's just sometimes you kind of just wish you had, like, you know, some some help. And there is help out there, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you just got to figure it out how to be the best student you could be. And, yeah, man. Um, Honestly, when I failed my fashion final and failed the classes in general, the first thing I did was help, uh, hold myself accountable. That was it. No fucking bullshit. I wasn't trying to run from it. No nothing. I could have been a way better student this semester. You know, I, I was able to pass, you know, two out, two out of my three classes. But, you know, I felt technically the easiest one, the one that's supposed to be the easiest. It's like an elective, you know. And, um, you know, I just reflect. I reflected. I didn't try to, you know, drain too much energy on it because, you know, that's not going to do nothing for me at all. Reflected and say, you know, what, how can how can we bounce back, you know, and be the best? You know, how do we come back stronger next semester? You know, and um, I think that's just spend more time and energy and focus more on, you know, all my classes and the fact that I'm going to be full time, you know, with all four courses. Um, you know, I am I think I'm ready. You know, I'm take a, a light break. 
or a light break. I'm going to take, I'm going to take an actual break, you know, from school or whatever, go to the gym, you know, just actually enjoy some time off. But best believe when that semester comes around, I got to lock in, you know, and I think if it, if if anything, it's good that I fail this early so I can kind of see what it feels like. And, you know, like it's just experience, you know, you bounce back stronger. Um, you know, it sucked. Like I, you know, I hate to fail, you know, but it's also just part of the process. You know, failure, it's not a bad thing. And I'm not just going to be like, you know, like, fuck that. I, f- I failed this class, you know, uh, college isn't for me. I'm, g- I'm going to fucking leave. Like, no, bro. Like, uh, uh-uh. I'm not just about to run from this shit. I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to be better. I just got to look at, you know, what I did wrong, um, you know, point it out and just bounce back. And then we'll, we'll see my results next semester. But yeah, man, that's really my approach going into this. You know, I think everyone fails. Nothing is wrong with failing. You know, I think as long as I cross the finish line, you know, I think that's, you know, that's the the main thing, which is, you know, graduation. That's really the main, main thing. That's all I want to do. And, uh, you know, I know people could say you could take your time or whatever. And like, you know, some people, you know, could, I don't know, everyone's situation is different. And, you know, like they could be at community college for like a couple years, like more than two or, you know. I don't know, man, like, I feel, I say take your time, but also don't take too long, you know, to the point where you just keep pushing it to the side, I feel like that's a big no-no, it's a red flag, you need to stay focused on one task or one goal, and work every day to get to that goal, you know, don't just fucking get sidetracked, and oh, your, your attention's over here now, and attention's over there, like, no, fuck that, you set that goal, and you go get it, point blank, period, you know, there's gonna be obstacles in the road, there's going to be, you know, barriers, classes you fail, which is normal. But what are you going to do to get better? You know what I'm saying? So that's really just my mindset going into that. It sucked that I failed, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to spend more energy on it. You know, I'm just going to do what I can. I'm definitely going to be studying more. Definitely going to be putting in more work. I'm going to get a schedule, like a whiteboard, right, like on my desk, um, right in front of my laptop where I do my homework and stuff. I'm going to write down my schedule. I'm going to write down, you know, times I want to study everything, you know, my work schedule. I'm probably going to update it, you know, weekly, every two weeks and just write it down. It's like, okay, this time, this between this time and this time, I'm going to do this. This time, this time, I'm going to do this. We'll see how hard it is, but I really do think I could do that. You know, but this time and this time, I'll go to the gym. And I really do think I could do that. And I think it will help a lot. And I, I really, when you write stuff down, you know, it's that it's statistically proven that you will get it done. You know, your the chances of you getting it done are a lot a lot a lot a lot higher so you know you guys already know how i feel about vision board vision boards you know there i feel like those are like essential or you know very very important you know just getting for getting shit done in general all my uh the goals i wrote down for 2021 on my vision board for this year absolutely 150 percent killed them and it was funny because I remember when I wrote them down, they really didn't make no sense. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'm reflecting, you know, in December, I wrote those in January. And now I'm like, bro, I did them all. And not only did I did them all, but I freaking literally demolished them. And I passed, I like surpassed them so much, you know. So I was like, this year, I'm definitely going to aim a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot higher. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I guess that's just fun for me. You know, I'm. That's just how it is, you know? It's cool. But you guys should definitely, I recommend it, write down vision boards for anything, anything. Like, I even saw in 50 Cent's book that he saw that a couple had wrote down vision boards 
and uh, they really just wrote down, you know, their goals and are like their their expectations in a relationship. They wrote them down separately, and then they they came together and they said, "This is what I wrote down. This is what she wrote down," you know. And uh, you know, they basically just sat down and see seen where they were both coming from. So if you guys are in a relationship, you guys are both you know into that stuff or whatever, like you know what I mean. Uh, I highly highly suggest it. You guys make some vision boards. It helps tremendously. That I actually got to do mine like very soon. The new year is coming up. Damn, the new year is coming up, man. That year was fast, man. That sucks. That also means that the gym's gonna be packed all all of a sudden out of nowhere. All these people with the new year's resolutions and all this bullshit. New year, new me. Get the the fuck, bro. I I swear, man. New year, new me. Like, I mean, I guess you know what I'm saying. New year, same me. I'm I'm you know that's just my approach to that shit. Like. When you're working towards something, you know, you're just going to stay consistent. You know, that's that's the main key. New year, same me, different goals. You know, new, brighter goals. That's that's my new year resolution going into this bitch. <laughs> People are probably going to be laughing, but damn, you know, it's, it's the truth. Like, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, before I got sidetracked and all that, you know, going back to my fashion final, it was hard. You know, it was actually very challenging just going back into like, I don't know, the Victorian period and all this stuff, like, like Queen Victoria, and I don't know, man, I just, I could have prepared a lot more, you know, so just holding myself accountable, don't make excuses, work hard, stay focused, and I think I'll be set, you know, I definitely think I'll be set, but yeah, um, going on to another topic, uh, I actually wanted to talk about this book I'm reading right now, um, my brother got it for me, because actually the other day, of course, I had another anxiety or anxiety. I had another panic attack, you know, triggered by my anxiety. Shit sucks. Um, you know, you guys know that I deal with this literally like, you know, often, like multiple times a week. If not, it'll be every day. My brother got me this book called Untangle Your Anxiety. And he said it was for Christmas, but he said he, you know, basically I, I told him that I had this panic attack and he said, you know, stuff like this isn't worth waiting for. So he just gave it to me. Uh, you know, it's on the spot, and it literally says, un- it's called Untangle Your Anxiety by Joshua Fletcher and Dean Stott. Um, it says, a guide to overcoming a- an anxiety disorder by two people who-, who have been through it. And let me tell you, I have been, like, legit, like, benching this book. I'm on page 35 already, and um, I've probably been, re- I think I've been reading it for, like, two days. You know, so, I mean, that's a lot for me, shit, but... <laughs> But, um, yeah, man, it's a, it's a hell of a book. Uh, it actually is helping me. Like, like for example, I went to the gym today. You know, that's, I'm, I think everywhere I go, just in public, like, my anxiety, it just it's in the back of my head. And you know, it, I think I have, like, a social anxiety. Or I know I have an anxiety disorder for sure. But, you know, it's just always there. And even, like, for example, yesterday when I was uh, watching the Spider-Man movie, like, literally the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie dude my heart was just like my heart rate was just like going so fast and it's just like do 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 and i could just feel it like for no reason i'm just sitting in the movie theater but the movie theater was also packed as hell was damn near sold out and there was a lot of people you know i was claustrophobic random people sitting next to me and you know i don't know i just feel like it's all that all that stuff and then it's like the loud noises and you you just start overthinking you're like what if what if what if you know, so I don't know, but I was able to get control of it, you know, and because of this book, really, it, it gives you the tools to, you know, how to, um, you know, recover or, you know, and like, it's like a, like a self-help book that's, it's like an aid, you know, that helps you 
understand your anxiety and basically what it is and it told me that you know if you have anxiety like that like you have a healthy nervous system and it's doing what it's supposed to do but you can't let your mind keep playing these tricks on you you know so if you guys struggle with anxiety like that i i really recommend this book to you guys so far it's been so good um let me read the back for you guys actually i have it for it right here just so you guys can see like what it's about it says do you struggle to understand your anxiety are your days often consumed by worries that have no clear answers? Perhaps you don't feel like your usual self? Untangle Your Anxiety was written by psychotherapist Joshua Fletcher at Anxiety Josh and the owner of Instagram's largest anxiety co community, Dean Stott, at DLC Anxiety, to help you overcome excessive anxiety. Having both been diagnosed in the past with anxiety disorders, then successfully overcoming them, Josh and Dean have written this honest and powerful self-help book as a reassuring aid in your recovery. So, you know, and, you know, I'm glad to say that I really decided to, you know, I made a choice to basically put in the work to get out of this anxiety. You know, no more, like, I'm not, I'm just, I feel like I'm sick and tired of just feeling like this and just not having a strong like mental health to the point where I'm, I'm taking action you know I'm, I'm gonna do my tools uh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do whatever I can to to be healthy really and you know I've been doing a pretty damn good job at it and it, it really is hard it really is it's so draining and it sucks and if you deal with anxiety I feel you 110% trust me I've had this stuff since I was literally like a little little kid like I remember like I was probably like five or six years old I've been dealing with this for over 10 years easily I've always been an overthinker and I'm always thinking what if this what if that even people some people like friends and family listening to this podcast you know they don't know what I go through but yes I struggle with anxiety and it it sucks but I'm glad to say that I'm really doing the steps to get back healthy 110 percent and you know just the fact that I see that, you know, the authors of this book, Joshua and Dean, you know, that they said that they have successfully overcome it, overcame, you know, anxiety and the fact that, you know, they've done it. I feel like I can do it too, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know, I guess that's just my, uh, my mindset and approach to it, you know, like it's your mind playing tricks on you, you can get it like, or you, you know, you have control of your mind, you know, it's just, you got it, you know, you just got to put in the work to get out of it, you know what I mean, don't just sit there and be the victim, and just be like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, or stay inside the house, like, no, you got, you have to push yourself, if you feel uncomfortable, I feel like you're doing something right, you know what I mean, if you feel uncomfortable in any type of way, any, you know, situation, I think that's healthy, and I think you just need to fight through it, and learn, I know it could be overwhelming sometimes when you get over, or uncomfortable, you know, sometimes you need to take baby steps, and that's okay, you know, I've done that too, but, you know, just take your time, I guess, you know, but also don't make excuses, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I guess my just o approach, you know, has been really good. And I'm happy to say that I am, I uh, I think I'm in a good spot right now, you know, uh, I'm I'm not going to stop until this is overcome. Um, I want a healthy, you know, healthy mental health. Uh, I think it's so important and so, so crucial, you know, like. I don't know, man, it's just me and, you know, my problems, but I'm going to get out of it. I can guarantee that, you know, I'm just happy to be on track. <laughs> but uh, let's actually get into the last, the last uh, conversation about this podcast. So 
If you have not watched Spider-Man No Way Home, this is the time to leave the podcast. Leave the podcast right now because I'm going to talk about the whole movie. I'm going to talk about spoilers. You know, just FYI, like, you know, just, just so you guys know. Spoilers ahead. All right. I'm actually going to do a countdown, you know, so you guys can get out of here if you haven't heard it. But it's three, two, one. All right. Is everyone out of here? All right. Cool. Spider-Man No Way Home is a hell of a movie. That movie is a film of the year. I would definitely say that movie is so good. I was actually binge binge watching Spider Man one through uh one through three. I didn't finish three though before the movie, but I watched Spider Man one and two like two days before um the, this you know this movie came out, and uh, it definitely helped. It helped a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, it's just it's like a refresher and what's going on and you know how the villains, you know how Green Goblin died and this and that. But dude, that movie was so good. The movie theater was cracking. And look, I hope all the people are gone with all the spoilers because when literally, you know, the fact that the, the movie, uh, you know, they promoted it without the three Spider-Mans, but there is three Spider-Mans in the new, you know, movie. And that shit was crazy as fuck. When they popped out of that or uh, when the first one popped out, Andrew Garfield and uh, like through that portal, it was nuts in the fuck in the movie theater like it was crazy it was hella loud the the vibe was just immaculate it was cool and then you know like i fuck i don't even know the fucking character's name dude i'm over here lagging and stuff but <laughs> um when he opened the portal he, you know he's basically said to zendaya oh i wish we could see peter right now and he opened it and it happened to be andrew garfield spider-man she was crazy as hell uh, and then um they opened it again and then guess who fucking comes out Tobey Maguire from the OG Spider-Man the the inside like you know the kid of me was literally flipping out I it was just man I don't know I've never watched a movie like that in the theater that shit was lit it was hella fun being up in there I might go watch it again keep it stack but yeah man it was just just a such a dope movie with like the fight scenes and I don't know man I felt like I was a kid up in there I felt like I was a kid in that shit just like in a candy store like I don't know it's like all my nostalgia and all these villains bro like I was such a huge Spider-Man fan as a kid. Oh my god, bro. I was everything was decked out Spider-Man like that was my number one hero. Like Spider-Man was the shit and he still is, you know? Like I feel like he's just a part of me. Like he's always been my favorite. Always always been my favorite. He's just you know like I don't know, he's just so badass, but yeah, the three Spider-Mans were in there and even like the last scene where they're bat or they're all fighting at the the Statue of Liberty and it's like under construction with like Captain America's shield. And it's just so like sick, man. Like I don't know, like Marvel did such a good job of like putting it all together and my brother was telling me that th- they're doing the shift um you know of how uh like I think they're trying to remake kind of like the Avengers whole thing and like how it all came down to the end of Avengers Endgame. And, um, uh, what is it that they're all, um, I don't know. Basically this was the ending to the Marvel Spider-Man because they sold it to Sony and, uh, yeah, man, it really just is a business move, honestly, at the end of the day, but they, they sell it or they sold it all to Sony and Tim Holland, um, or Tom Holland is, uh, um, you know, he's basically their guy going forward. So I think they closed the chapters with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield 
and uh, they're just gonna carry on what you know Tom Holland, which is lit as fuck. You know, I'm not complaining. He's a hell of an actor. This shit is dope. But yeah, man, uh, I saw that they are going to start. Um, what is it? Uh, fuck, dude, I don't. What's the name of that movie? They're making a movie off of the villains in Spider-Man, man. Uh, the guy that's like a cheetah. I I can't think of it. It starts with an M. But they're making a movie off of him. Uh, and, and I think that's the first like villain movie that they're gonna make, and I think they're just gonna keep going on and on and on with those. And I think it's all gonna come down to an end, just like how Avengers did. And uh, they're all gonna battle, you know, at once. And Spider-Man versus all those villains, you know, it's gonna take years to build. But you know, I it's really it's a really a business move, honestly, so they can promote all these movies. But you know, I'm not complaining as a Marvel fan. You know, that's like a fucking paradise for all these Marvel fans. <laughs> But yeah, man, the crowd was going uh, crazy. The movie's actually supposed to come out today, uh, December 17th, which is the time of the recording. But, you know, I just went to the midnight premiere last night. I watched it last night in Manteca um, at 9 o'clock. I didn't get home till like 1230. It's a long movie. It's like two and a half hours. Make sure you guys, if you guys go watch it, uh, you stay for the post-credit scenes. Um, I mean, if you're probably listening to this, it's probably too late. You know, because you probably already watched it. But, yeah, the post-credit scenes were, uh, they were cool. It was like a, a, a hint of Venom, you know, and like the Mexico stuff. And then it was a Doctor Strange movie. I think, you know, it was like the separation of Doctor Strange taking his own lane. And that's when Marvel's route. And then, you know, the Venom and all that stuff is, you know, their own lane as well. Probably with Sony and, you know, Marvel or with, uh, yeah, you already know, like with Sony and Spider-Man and all this shit. So it's two different lanes. Basically, Sony lane and then the Marvel lane. Marvel's going with Doctor Strange. Sony's going with Spider-Man and Venom. So we'll see how uh, Sony produ- produces, you know, these upcoming Spider-Man movies. Hopefully they're dope, you know. Hopefully they're dope. Because The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, I think we could all say, I don't know, they're probably the least popular out of the other ones. You know, that's just my take. That's just my take. You know, don't judge me. I would say they're probably the least popular or the least successful ones, you know, compared to the one with Tobey Maguire or, uh, you know, Tom Holland. But, yeah, man, make sure, uh, the the, uh, the post-grade scenes were pretty cool. It took a minute. It was like 15 minutes of like the credits rolling. But of course they make you stay and have everyone appreciate, you know, like all the people's hard work with all that. Highly recommend that movie. 10 out of 10. Did an absolute amazing job, you know, like Green Goblin was a bitch in that in that movie. He was just, I don't know, just pure evil, man. Like sinister evil. Like, I don't know, just a douche. Like when uh the scene where um Tobey Maguire uh, stopped Tom Holland from uh killing green goblin with his glider jet and like you know toby which is being a nice ass spider-man like no no just don't kill him don't kill him and then green goblin got the audacity to stab toby Maguire in the back like are you kidding me bro he just saved your life like <laughs> i don't know bro it's just so fucked up but uh yeah man like the green goblin just i don't know he's he's such a cool iconic character but it's like bro how you gonna do some shit like that like so fucked up like i don't know <laughs> I don't know, bro. Go watch that movie if you have not. 10 out of 10, recommend. It is amazing, literally. Oh, I don't even know what to say, man. I think that's a wrap on today's episode. Hopefully, I didn't take, or keep it too long for you guys today. Just short and quick, straight to the point. You know, um, actually, I have an interview coming up with my cousin, Josh, uh, you know, Josh Ibarra. Sh- uh, shout out to him for his 22nd birthday. Um, hope you enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Go uh, go have fun. Go turn up. Happy birthday to my bro. My brother, I love you. You know what I'm saying? 
uh other than that man and that's a wrap on today's episode uh, make sure you guys follow our instagram at in conversation pod on instagram leave a five-star review on the apple podcast and uh you know tell a friend to tell a friend <laughs> all right man thank you guys for listening and uh i'll see you guys soon peace <laughs>